Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Nuggets is confident, but they handle what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. What is up, everybody? This is 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48minutes.com. Come, come. We are so excited to be back here. This is Tim Daniel, of course, uh, hanging out once once again and always. Welcoming back, his first time back since his jet lag experience in Japan, Sean Mackey. Sean, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. You want to hear three fun facts about Japan? Yes. Okay, okay. I may have shared them with you already, but I'm going to share them with the audience. Number one. Japan is decades ahead of the U.S. in toilet technology. Decades ahead. Those things are amazing. I cannot recommend going to Japan and sitting on a toilet more. (laughs) It is incredible. Okay, two. Two. No one talks anywhere publicly. On trains, in restaurants, everywhere's quiet. It's like a library. It's like that... It's like that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, the librarian or the curse of the librarian where everything is silence. It's kind of like that. Just cars. So, and uh, and number three, uh, one of the most stunning, there is no NBA presence at all in Japan that I saw. I counted zero NBA jerseys and one Chicago Bulls hat the entire time I was there. No other teams. That was all I saw. Did you run by any, like, sneaker stores? I did not. I did not run by any sneaker stores. However, people do wear nice footwear in Japan. However, they are much more stylish than us. So they make it look so much better. And I'm just I'm just in awe at everyone that lives there. It's... I, I cannot... If, if you have a chance, anyone, if you ever have a chance to visit Japan, it's a terrible, terrible plane ride. It is so long. It is so butt-numbing. And boring. It's awful, but it is an amazing place to go. I could not. It's one of the coolest places in my life I've ever been or will ever go. So, Japan's cool, kids. Awesome. Yeah. So I, it's definitely on the bucket list for me to go to. So, would as you can tell, Alex Derrickson is not with us. He is taking care of father business as always now. So we got to let him do his thing while we get to this. Um, what, but while we do that, what I will do it just like he does. This is 48 Minutes brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com where you can see all of our articles and all of our sports news regarding basketball and college ball, which also brings us to Court Stormers where we have been putting up a lot of content with the NCAA tournament. We have episodes last week from the bracket review. We have ones from Xavier losing the – literally hours like 20 minutes after xavier and uc lost we did a podcast myself and mike canizales where you heard my sadness and i think we're going to try to get one together this week to cover the sweet 16 um but that is also available uh you can search course numbers on itunes stitcher and google play where you can review both shows if you're nice enough you'll you'll subscribe to both feeds but with that being said we're going to get right into the basketball talk so sean um, I'm going to ask you this as my friend. You've been my friend for a while now, and you're pretty honest with me. You, you, you tell me how it is, and I've always appreciated that about you. So I'm going to need you to be straight up with me right now, okay? I'll do it. Let's do it. Okay. So with the news that has come out of old Memphis, Tennessee this week, am I now allowed to be a Memphis Tigers fan, or is that too much of the bandwagon? I, I, feel, like, I feel like you should be excited for at least a couple months. Yes, and I think you, I think you can you can legally be a, a a bandwagon fan for at least half of next season. I I don't think this experiment is going to go very well, but uh, it sure has created quite a story. There's one reason that they hired Penny Hardaway to be the coach. It's because he has two kids next year on his AAU team who are in the top. One's the number one player in the country for the 2019 class, and the other's like 22. So basically, they got him. To go get those kids in Memphis that Tubby Smith couldn't get. That's it. Hey, you know what? I think that's okay. You I know, do too. I, I think I think they should let him. I mean, how long has he been coaching high school basketball? 
A little you know? while now. He's won the last three state championships, and his AAU team's really good too. Okay, well, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I think he deserves a shot. I mean, he's probably one of the best players that Memphis ever has produced. Um, and uh, you know, and you know, I, I'm glad to see him uh, back in Tennessee. Uh, you know, coach, and I think it's, I think it's cool. I mean, he's uh, he's one of the most iconic basketball players of all time, uh, and. Uh, just seeing him out there again is just pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I'm really excited. Um, I think, uh, you know, I do miss a lot of having a fan experience at a game because I've been, you know, with all the with all the coverage we did this year, we really went to a lot of games for free, which I will never complain about free basketball. I will never complain about covering basketball games, but I want to go down to a game in Memphis and have a fan experience again because I haven't been able to go to a basketball game in a long time as a fan. Like, I haven't bought a ticket. I haven't had a beer. I haven't sat down and watched a game. And... I think Memphis might be a cool place to do that next season when they have a game. Well, I agree. I agree. I mean, and that'll be something, you know, you look at next year with their, you know, with their schedule, who they're going to be playing and everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, there might be something that's, uh, there might be a really cool matchup next year. So, you know, something to keep your eye on. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, Sean, um, it is now draft declaration time because the tournament is rolling and a lot of teams are getting beat pretty early, uh, looking at you, Virginia. And, you know, so a lot of those kids that were top tier NBA prospects, they're now at the point where they are declaring for the NBA draft. How, uh, how many how many people have we had declare? So far, the two biggest names are Michael Porter Jr., who, I mean, well, three biggest names, I should say. Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri, they lost in the first round to Florida State, who is now in the Sweet 16. Right. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. All right? Okay, we will talk about it. Thank you. Um, Mohamed Bamba from the University of Texas, who I think is super good. Uh, Texas lost in the first round to Nevada. And then, of course, there is Trey Young of Oklahoma, who they lost to Rhode Island in the first round, who then lost to Duke. Great prospect. So, we are now in draft declaration time. And I assume, obviously, after this weekend, with Duke and Kansas playing, with Kentucky playing, with Michigan playing, we're going to see a few more. Um, Let's talk about a few of these guys. And, you know, you you brought up Trey Young. You said great prospect. And there's a lot of people that agree with you, and there's a lot of people that don't. Um, I think that he could be... I think something I saw today that kind of was like spot on because there's part of me that thinks he could be Steph Curry. There's part of me that thinks he could be Seth Curry. Um, I think that he has a ton of talent. He's a great shooter, obviously. I also think he calls to Oklahoma his team's game at the same time because he took two 30-foot threes that were not necessary at that point for to give Rhode Island the lead and the go-ahead for the win. Um, he played bad in overtime when they really needed him. And I think that he'll be a, I think he'll be a good NBA player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but... I have concerns about how he'll translate, and I don't think it's fair to have anyone be Steph Curry light when he's coming out. That's not fair. Yeah, to to, to toss a uh, comparison like that on a, a young player, it, it's rough because I've over the years I've I've watched many drafts, I've listened to to many uh, you know draft analysts talk about players comparing to other players uh they remind them of this player remind them of that player and then they turn out to be absolute actually i would say probably you know i would say probably at least 80 percent of the time whatever they say that they're going to be is not what they're going to be i mean there's only so many players that just pan out and pan out well um trey young i think he's he's a great college prospect and you're right they're they're definitely some question marks in his uh on, on, you know who, who he could be compared to um some i'm just gonna go ahead and i'll just throw this one out there for you even though he he can shoot way better than this fellow i'm gonna put up tyus jones he could be oh. tyus, he could be tyus jones or he could be steph curry probably not steph curry at all um however the way that the the, uh, the draft is slated at this very moment, he would actually be falling to Chicago. So that would be interesting. All buckets, no defense, baby. That's all we need. In, in, uh, Him and Bobby Portis and Chi Town, baby. That's all we need. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of unfair comparisons that are, that are placed on people. Um, I'm I'm kind of confused why the 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 possible number one draft pick at this point has not declared. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has declared, actually. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, did he? I apologize. Okay. And so did Alonzo Trier. 
Okay, so um, he has. Okay. Yeah, I, I would want to get see, away from Sean you, Miller, the, too. You are the one who has to give me this news because I just don't pay attention to it. So it, I, I forgot now that you said I, something. I feel I stupid now. Thank you. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> just, okay. I won't beat myself up about it. So right now, if you know the NBA went by the actual rule of worst record gets the first pick instead of the lottery, that would mean that the Phoenix Suns will be drafting DeAndre Ayton. So I really like DeAndre Ayton. I think that he is a little Anthony Davis in him. I'm not saying he's Anthony Davis, people. Don't send me tweets, okay? I'm not saying that. No one is right now. No yeah, you, one. You wouldn't say he has the range, probably, that, no. that AD has at this point. But I like. But when you watch Aiton play, what I, where I see the Anthony Davis is not exactly... He can't shoot threes like he can by any means. But yeah. the way he moves his feet... The way he controls the paint, the way that he protects the rim, which Buffalo was obviously like, haha, whatever, Tim, that didn't happen. But um, the way that he moves and they just owns the paint is what makes me think of Anthony Davis. The height obviously plays a part, and like the body frame does too. But I think that um, I think Aiton will be a very good NBA player. Um, I'm, you know, I would have wanted to get right away from Sean Miller as quick as possible too, um, because that guy likes to get bags dropped for him. So. And the Launcher Trier is another guy, too. He could potentially be a first-round steal. But, you know, we're getting to that point now where these we're going to see more and more guys coming out. So week by week, we're probably going to have anal- analysis of some people. Um, but that's the college NBA tie of the day so far. We have another topic coming up a little later that we're going to come back on. But, Sean, oh, no, we have injury concerns. Bum, bum, bum. You know, you know, you know, I don't even... It, it's it's so commonplace this season. Throw them at me. What we got? All right, so we obviously know that Marcus Smart is going to be out a little while with his finger issue. Yes, yes. That sucks for the Celtics. Oh, sucks. that sucks. But now, these Celtics injuries are getting worse. One Kyrie Irving, the beloved Kyrie, Uncle Drew, had some, had some word come out recently that he was dealing with a knee issue, and they were trying to play it up like it was minor. Danny Ainge was trying to talk that way. Brad Stevens was talking that way. Kyrie himself was talking that way. But then reports came out that there's a second report that Kyrie Irving might need some screws in his knee. So, Sean, I think we all kind of knew that it was really fun how well the Celtics were playing, but we kind of felt they were a year away yeah. um, from really, really blowing up with guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um. And obviously the great Greg Monroe, nothing, no one? Okay, I don't blame you. No, no. (laughs) So, with the way the Raptors are playing right now, with the fact that even though the Cavaliers have been terrible for the most part this year, with minus that 13-game win streak and like a little bit here and there since the trade deadline, um, are you now deeply, even, but there's still LeBron James, that was the point I was getting to, and of course... (laughs) And you know, Victor Oladipo and the Pacers are playing well. The Sixers are playing well. How concerned are the Boston Celtics right now in your eyes going into the Eastern Conference playoffs, seeing everything around them get better while they're getting worse? Well, you know what? I think the the Boston Celtics have put them in the best position possible this season um, to be, you know, where they're at. I think they have maximized talent as much as they can this season. Um, injuries are unfortunate. I think uh, signing Greg Monroe was big, and uh, I really thought that you know. But the you know the this all started game one with Hayward going down. I mean, we keep kind of forgetting that that guy is on this team. Like I forget about that on the daily that he is part of this team and he will be coming back next year. Um, you know, but it, it, you know, you never know. It might be one of those things where they're never all healthy together. I mean, I've, I've, I've lived through many teams that have, you know, had high hopes like them that, you know, haven't, uh, haven't really panned out. However, I think if, uh, Kyrie Irving needs to have something done, I do not think he should play in the playoffs. Um, what makes you say that was it potentially another Boston point guard? It was, it was one who, uh, who can't really jump very high anymore. So, uh, who's Washed. actually, who's, who, who's out there, uh, playing with, uh, playing with the lakes. So I think, I think they should be, be cautious with him. He is their number one asset at this time. Um, uh, Hey Cleveland, they still won the trade. So I don't want to hear any crap from any, uh, Cleveland homers. Okay. Boston still won the trade. It's true. It's, hence, it, hence, none of those guys the Cavs got in the trade besides Zizic are still on the team. 
Exactly. So, so yeah. I like that y- guy, though. Well, actually, I can we? I, I guess we can't a- evaluate until next year when they get that draft pick. Fair, fair. Okay, so at so, the okay. moment, at the moment, guys, Boston, Boston has won has won the trade. So yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, I think that the I think Ainge and I think Stevens probably will be cautious this year just because of that, and the fact that they don't have Hayward. I mean, the chances there there was there was zero chance of them beating either a the Warriors or the the Rockets in the NBA Finals, even if they got past LeBron. And Ainge knows that. We know that, mm-hmm. you know, after Hayward went down, that was completely evident. So, and even with those two players, I, you know, I mean, you're going to have to outcoach a lot to beat those two teams. So, um, so yeah, I think I, I don't know, man, it is scary. If I was Boston, I'd be, I'd be a little bit worried right now. If I was a fan, if I was the team, you know, but, uh, where, where are they, where are they sitting in the playoff seats right now? They're the two. They're still the two. Okay. So where's LeBron? In the they, Cavs? They are the three, but three, they are the three. three, four, and five, I think, are a game and a half apart between Indiana, Cleveland, and Philly, and that Washington. Is in, that is incredible. That yeah. is absolutely incredible. Uh, no one is going to want to play the the Cavs in the first round. Nope. So they got Love back. He looks good. Hand looks good. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a wild – I mean, it's not going to be a wild last few weeks of the NBA season, but the, the seeding circumstances will definitely be kind of wild. Do you think the Raptors are like – I don't think they're necessarily um, standings watching, but do you think they're sitting there like, oh, crap, LeBron might be the four? Yeah, I mean, they probably are. And, and and you know, was it last year or the year before where they went up against them and it was – uh, Last two years they played Last them. two years. They have two years, yeah. And, I mean, uh, the Raptors have the best team that they've ever had, ever, Yeah, uh, this season. And, I mean, but I, I – I'm also a firm believer that they're kind of overachieving this year as well. Okay, so that's the topic of the show right there, guys. And okay. Sean's got it started, so we're going to talk about this. The Toronto Raptors have been phenomenal this year. They have won a whole lot of games. Like Sean said, this very well is probably the best team they've ever had, and that includes the teams of Trace McGrady and Vince Carter. Those and, weren't good teams. Nope. But, hey, they had Damon <laughs> Sotomayor at one point, too. You remember that? Like. They, they they drafted Damon, Marcus Camby, and McGrady, like, all in a row. Yeah, and then Vince so, Carter a couple and then years Vince later. Carter, yeah. yeah, if they would have kept that team together, oh. So, here's here's what I think about them. Um, I think, one, obviously, when you talk about the Raptors, you talk about the two guards. And that is Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, which, if there wasn't a James Harden, a LeBron James, and an Anthony Davis, we might be having a DeMar DeRozan has an MVP candidate contest right now. Him and Damian Lillard, if it wasn't for those three. Um, You know, I think that Kyle Lowry has been really good this year as well, like always. Jonas Valanciunas has had a really good year, and he's really become kind of that third option for this team. And I like Jonas Valanciunas a lot as an offensive center. And then, you know, the younger guys, the OG Ananobis, who when they when Dwayne Casey made the switch to have him start, that really helped a lot. Uh, Serge Ibaka has been huge for this team. So I am starting more and more. I was with you. I was like, eh, you know, it's the Raptors. They're probably just overachieving right now. They're playing good, really good ball, but what happens soon? This is not me saying I think they're going to win the East. This is me saying I think they will play the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Championship if, if the Cavaliers aren't the four seed. So... I really am starting to buy into the Raptors. This isn't me guaranteeing that they're going to do anything successful and be great this year. But at 53 and 18, at this point in the year, you have to be really impressed with them. They've done this before where they've won a lot of games, and they proved some people wrong when they beat the Miami Heat a couple years ago, the year the Cavs won the title, when they played the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they played their two best games of their life in games three and four of that series when they lost in six. So... I am buying in. I am buying Toronto Raptors stock on Bitcoin right now, Sean. I, I didn't know that was a, a currency on Bitcoin. Yeah, you didn't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know I could. I could cash all in on Raptors Mania. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think uh, it. This is where me and you differ. You're you are you're an optimist. You're lying. I, you're wrong. You're, you're an optimist. So whereas I am, uh, I am not. Uh, just because I'm just not impressed with any of the East teams right now. And I I think I think after the season is over with, I think uh, 
when LeBron makes the inevitable move to the West, I almost, I, I think within days of him possibly moving to the West, they will change the playoff formatting just because of that, because it's going to be so stacked. So it's going to be LeBron. He's not leaving. Okay, sure. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, man. That's cool. So, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, what, t- tell me, tell me. Tell me why you're buying in so much to this 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 Raptors media this year. Like, I really want to know. Like, what what do you think would would put them over the Cavs what do I in think a in a series doing differently? Differently. What do I think they're doing differently? Yes. Uh, well, one, Demar Derozan has been out of his mind. He did okay. this thing where he developed a three point shot. Yeah, and, he has, and that's pretty great. It um, is. I he think... he has been playing very well this year. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. I think that if you have two really, really good guards, I think that that does a ton for you in the playoffs, i.e. Um, not comparing the talents by any means, but look at those two dudes in Golden State and how many how much they've done. I think that this is the best time to kind of figure this all out and put it together because a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have run the East for so long, look very, very vulnerable. I know. They'll, they, they'll probably turn the switch on in the middle of, of round two. But... I, I just think that right now, the way they attack defenses, the way Dwayne Casey has finally figured out the spacing of how he wants his offense to run, I think he's got the right guys in there. I mean, guys like Pascal CM, who have been really good for this team, who you probably, you know, if you don't watch the Raptors often, you're like, who the hell is that? I'll tell you who he is. He's a guy they drafted last year who's finally getting some playing time, and he's in the States killing it. Um, the Raptors always get those guys. They're a long way away from the drafting Andre Bargnani, Toronto Raptors, and they're really starting to put a formidable, respectable team and franchise together. I just think that the way things are going, that this could very well stick for more, for this year. I would not be shocked if they do play in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would not be shocked if they do win the Eastern Conference Championship. I'm not predicting that. I also would not be shocked if they got smoked by the Rockets or Warriors, which I would expect them to do. But the pace is there. The speed, you know, the 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 deep bench is there. Jonas Valanciunas has been huge for them. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, they have their three their three man punch. They have young talent who have fresh legs. So I I just think that everything right now is going well for them. I don't know what's going to happen because the playoffs are such a crapshoot, especially in the East when all the talent's pretty even. Um, so I don't know, man. But something tells me that the Raptors are going to go nuts. They are going nuts, and Raptor mania is running wild. I'm I'm happy for for uh, the Raptors. I mean, they've had kind of a uh, they've kind of had a, a kind of a shit run since their inception. I mean, they've had flashes of greatness that have 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 shown up on that team and and left over the years. The fact that they've been able to maintain the talent uh, with uh, Demar Derozan and really developed him into a NBA superstar and an MVP candidate this year, and uh, not to mention uh, you know uh, Lowry's you know, progress over the last couple seasons. I mean, he's getting up there too, and he's he's playing great. I, I mean, they're probably could we could we go ahead and say they're the second second best backcourt in the NBA right now? Oh. I think they're probably the third best one right now. Um, you think they're probably the third? Yeah, I think Houston and Golden State, you still probably still get the edge to, especially the year that Harden and Paul have had. Okay. Um, but then, of course, you know, there's the Splash Brothers. And even though they're hurt right now, which I'm starting to think that that, like, dominant, like, edge is coming off them a little bit. But that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that another time. Okay, okay. Um, so I just think that, you know, I think that they're definitely the top three. Um, which is not a bad place to be when you talk about the other two that they're there with. Okay, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I think that's probably, that's probably very fair. Um, so, with that being said, Demar Derozan, mm-hmm. is he going to be the first Raptors jersey to be retired? Um, probably. You think so? Over Vince? I think they will. Re- ah, ooh. You think Vince gets retired there? I think DeMar DeRozan might retire before Vince Carter retires at this point. <laughs> but uh, Vince should be retired there. I just don't yeah. think he will. Anyone that says Tracy McGrady should be is wrong because... Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah. He was not He was not good there. 
he was great. I mean, if you look at his, his point totals, his averages and everything, I mean, Orlando and, and Houston were where it was at. Houston, when he wasn't hurt, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was watching some old footage of him the other day, and I was just he was such an incredible basketball player. I know. He was so incredible, and like I think I think there's so much stigma behind the early 2000s in the NBA. It just wasn't a very exciting time. But there were a few players that were really, really good. That you know, and I'm I'm glad that you know McGrady is you know added to the 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 Hall of Fame. I think he totally deserves it. Um, I really wish I, he could have won that ring that one year with the San Antonio Spurs. I know, just because I'm like, man. This guy's doing anything he can, but it's like he's cursed, you know. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know, man, because it probably will be DeRozan, but I th- you definitely have a case for Vince. I think Mighty Mouse has a case because he was really the first franchise player for the Toronto Raptors. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Stoudemire. Stoudemire had had a better. We can argue that he had a better run on the Trailblazers. We could was, argue that. He is there. I mean, he was the Toronto Raptors' first NBA draft pick. One rookie of the um, year. He won rookie of the year, and he had a couple good years with the Raptors. But he was pretty great on the Jailblazers. Yeah, he was good on that team. He he was great. Yeah, I I agree. I'm just saying that Mighty Mouse has a case. He has a case. I guess. I guess. What do you mean? You guess? I guess, man. I don't know. Dude, he had shoes. Everybody has shoes. That's true. That's Everybody true. has shoes. No one's out there playing barefoot, Tim. No, but, but like, you don't remember this? You don't remember the Mighty Mouse commercials? No, I don't. I don't oh. even know what 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 brand was he wearing. I'm pretty sure it was Converse. He was a Converse guy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like before I, Dwayne Wade was Converse. Well, before Dwayne Wade, there was Dennis Rodman, man. Yeah. And that's that's where it was at. I I, I had a pair of those up until recently in my basement. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yes. Um. Okay, well, I kind of brought it up a little bit, so let me ask you. Um, with all the injuries that are going on, with the way they look super bored out there, and the way that, like, you know, the way they're they're giving games, like, some games away under their record's still great. Um, are you starting to wonder if the Warriors are just bored, or if maybe their run, as far as, like, being dominant and just being comfortable every game, is kind of coming close to maybe being not necessarily done? I don't think they're ever not going to be dominant with those four together. But I think that, you know, they they seem like they're just kind of going through the paces to get to June right now. I think they're playing possum. They could be. You're probably right. I think they learned their lesson from the 73-win uh, season. Mm-hmm. And I think they vowed they would never do that again. They got really close to the record and said, let's go for it. And they ended up losing. And that really sucks. But No, it doesn't. I know it doesn't, but it's, it's, I, I just hate, I, I hate that the record's gone and they didn't win a title because it makes it really stupid. <laughs> it's like the year Tom Brady's team went undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we, can we honestly say they weren't the best? Well, no, they, I mean, in a, in a, in a seven game series, yeah, I guess, I guess they did blow it. They did. They blew it. Yeah, they very much did. They blew it. They blew it. But you know, I, you know, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to talk conspiracy theories, <laughs> suspensions, all that. I'm always going to have an excuse, and I'm going to be right. So <laughs> what did Bill Simmons call it? <laughs> he called it the greatest head game played in NBA history when LeBron goaded him. Yes. Yes. So, so you know, I, I think I think the Golden State Warriors have a. Great chance, again, to get to the NBA Finals. It's just the road there is going to be much tougher this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the first top six teams in the West right now. I think I think they will wipe the floor with the Cavs, though. Uh, barring any major injuries to two players, they will they will, they will will just run the Cavs off the floor in a seven-game series. I'm sorry, did the Rockets die? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if they make it past the Rockets and they make it to the NBA Finals, I'm saying they will run them off the floor. I don't think th- I think the NBA Finals will almost be kind of a faux series. <laughs> so, you got to win those faux series. You got to do it otherwise, you know, you're the team that won 73 wins and didn't win a title. So, you know, I I I don't know. I I think you know, Steph's been hurt. He's back Friday. Uh Katie's hurt. KD's been off and on hurt, but you know what? It's you know the, the NBA season is long, 
and they still have the best shot to win the whole thing. They are, I, I still think in seven games, they'll be able to beat the Rockets. However, it's going to be a great freaking series, I will tell you. It is going to be incredible. I'm buying Rocket stock right now, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, dude, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I want to see it. Like, if, if I'm going to go ahead and say this. If the Houston Rockets win an NBA title this season, I'm buying a jersey. Fair. It's happening. It's going to happen. You'll see it. I'll be wearing it. I had said it to Cavaliers to pull off winning the title. I'd get an Arthur tattoo, so I'm with you. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 We gotta. We gotta make our. We gotta make our proclamations now. Right. You know, so people know. So when you have your silly tattoo and I have my 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 silly jersey, we'll uh, you know people will know. <laughs> um. By the way, I'm watching the Rockets, the Rockets and Cavaliers right now. It's thirty to thirty with four minutes to go in the first quarter. Both teams are shooting twelve of sixteen. Huh. Like, this defense is like NBA Jam defense. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's fun. Um, okay, so kind of going back a little bit like I mentioned earlier in the show. I know we've, we've got a lot of topics we're touching on this week because, oh my god, you see Ergo season's almost finally over and we're almost to the playoffs. Um, something came out today from the Big East Conference, which we'll probably touch on on Court Stormers, you know, our college basketball show that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, in regards to some news that... Uh, the Big East, the conference that hosts Villanova, Xavier, Providence, um, a lot of really good teams, Seton Hall, they have proposed the none or two rule. Now, for those who don't know what the none and two none or two rule is, this is a rule that the um, that the Big East is trying to get established. We know the NBA has been having issues with the one and done, and I am one that a hundred percent agrees with getting rid of one and done. About you know, really, the college basketball game kind of taking a hit because of it honestly so with that being said what the big east is trying to propose that the nba adapts and they get the next cba is that a guy can leave for high school or if he does not he has to stay in college for two years and i know there's some people that are really against this and some people really don't like it especially with the g league really trying to get to the point where they want to take kids in to get professional basketball early um sean i actually am a fan of this because one um, I think that it's huge for the game as far as the, getting the there's kids that are NBA ready when they leave high school. I mean, not everyone's LeBron James and Dwight Howard. I get that, but this gives those guys a chance to really prove it. Um, they have the body frame, they have the athleticism, they can shoot, they can do everything they need to. Um, and then for those guys who you know, they might need to fine tune their game a little bit longer, they have two years of highly competitive basketball to really like work on that. So I'm for it. Um, I don't see an issue with it. I think it's a good idea. I, I'm, I would like to see it go through, be, you know. And you know who else would really like to see it go through, Sean? You know who would really like to see it go through? Who? John Calipari. Oh, of course he would. He'd never lose. If anyone, need, if anyone needs a, a whole team of freshmen to stay for another season, it would be John Calipari. Seriously. So what, Seriously. So what do you think, man? I, I, I dig it. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea for college basketball. However... I think it's almost kind of unfair for them to kind of pressure the NBA to accept um, 18-year-olds again. Um, I think uh, veterans of the league want to see somebody go out uh, and kind of mature for at least a season in college Mm -hmm. before coming in and and going full force with the big boys. So, I mean... I don't know if it's in the NBA's best interest to do it or not. I mean, how many high school players have turned out to be great besides, you know, KG, Kobe, and LeBron? Um, I would say Dwight. Dwight had a great run. Dwight did. Now, but the first couple of years, he was pretty raw, though. Right. Yeah, he was definitely so, a work in progress, but, like, he, he you was. saw it. He was. Um, I think and, Amari and, Stoudemire would be in that conversation, too. Yeah, and I mean, there's exceptions. I mean, but there's also, you know, for, you know, every one of those, you know, you have some, you know, weird guy, like, who was the guy that Jordan drafted? Kwame Brown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get like a Kwame Brown, you know, that's also in there. So I I think, you know, I almost feel like if, if you were an NBA team, you want to be able to see them go out and scout them, not at a high school level, um... 
and, uh, you know, kind of see them develop a little bit. And I think two years, I think two years helps you develop a plan in terms of, you know, you know, they got rid of tanking after this season. So this is the last, uh, tankathon we're probably ever going to see. So I don't really, uh, I, you know, I, I think it would benefit everyone if everyone bought in, but I don't necessarily know if the NBA will go along with it. R.I.P. Tankathon. Okay. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I think you have fair points for sure. Um, I I, I want to see. I don't know. Maybe they give it like a three year run and see how it goes. And if it just totally sucks, Adam Silver would be like, "Nah, that we're not doing this." Um, your points are very valid, though. So I think that that's really a, an awesome thing for you to kind of touch base on and bring up this that side of the argument. I think that, you know, the, the blue blood college basketball schools who are really in this one-and-done method, these Kentuckys and these Dukes, I think they definitely win in this, obviously. Um, I don't really know if anyone else does, though, but I'm curious to see how it plays out. And, oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, another really good guy that came out of high school, Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, for a little while. A li- what's what's a little while? Are we going like Blazers and Pacers? Like like toward towards the end of Pacers, uh, beginning t- t- end of Blazers, beginning of Pacers. We'll go with that. He was he was great for a while. Okay, I can take that. I mean, and he did he did throw hands down the best punch at the Malice of the Palace. Oh yes, it was it was he definitely got the best shot in. So I, I'll give him some credit there. Does it ever weird you out? We saw him play this summer. That is it. That was kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. That was. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a weird conglomerate of two thousands basketball stars. <laughs> yeah, it was. And a few in a few nineties ones. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes. All right. So, um, you had kind of a co- important thing you wanted to talk about, and I thought was really cool that you wanted to bring up on the show today. Um, before we get to impress depress, we've been talking a lot. I mean, it was Alex and I did a show a couple weeks ago. We really got into the talk of the. Um, the guys like DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love coming out discussing mental health and kind of taking care of themselves. And then Kelly Oubre Jr. also, I think, uh, chimed in and kind of talked about it. So the NBA had a very interesting agreement and that they uh, put out today. So what, 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 do you, what can you give us from that, Sean? All right. So, yeah, the NBA announced today that they are partnering with uh, mindfulness and meditation app Headspace, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um which is a, uh, it's a podcast that's, uh, you know, it's, it's basically a meditation app. I've, I've listened to it before myself. My wife is really, really a, a big Headspace fan. She loves it. Um, and, uh, I think, I think we're finally at a point in time where, you know, a player, uh, like Kevin Love or a, or possibly even a coach like Tyrone Liu, um, can come out and say, you know, I'm, I'm not in the best place right now. And I think it's okay to say that, you know, you had an anxiety attack. I think it's totally okay. I think those things happen. And I think, I think a lot of people, um, don't want to, uh, talk about that kind of stuff or, uh, act like it's a, it's a real thing or, you know, and, uh, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was huge of Kevin Love to come out and after, you know, I mean, it had been probably about a month since he, he had his incident. Is that correct? Um, he actually Before had he this fi- one in November. This was, it was um, like, a this middle- was in November. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he had that and, you know, and so he eventually, you know, he eventually came out recently and said that he had a, you know, a full on, you know, panic attack during a game. So, and, uh, it was real and, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I applaud him for coming out and I also applaud the NBA for once again being the most progressive sports league in America out there to be able to do something like this, uh, to, to, uh, you know, basically, you know, you know, partner with, with Headspace and be able to give its, its players that because I, there are so many players that, that, you know, like to listen to music before they, they, they play, um, you know, they have like, you know, a routine of things that they do. And I think, you know, if someone, some of those guys, uh, kind of gave that kind of, that sort of, uh, podcast kind of a, a, a feel, I think, I think they might enjoy it. I think they might find it beneficial, um, you know, a lot of the guys are probably, I, I, 
I imagine probably a lot of the guys are probably going to make fun of it, but uh, I I think uh, I think it was really cool that they went ahead and did the partnership, and uh, you know, and as part of the deal, all the players, employees, NBA, WNBA, G League will all have re- subscriptions to this app, which uh, which costs the general public ninety six dollars a year. So um, you know, I mean, it and uh, you know, it's nothing for for them to to give these players that at all but i think it's really cool that they did and uh they're they're kind of uh they're kind of you know making a stand and 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 saying you know this stuff happens and i think we all need to to uh admit it and uh and uh you know just kind of roll with it yeah absolutely i think it's awesome that they're attacking this and they're approaching this and they're giving this an opportunity for their players um, to really kind of take care of themselves. So I'm all for it, man. I think it's an awesome thing. So kudos once again to Adam Silver and the NBA for being forward-thinking and making this a possibility for the players to really take care of themselves and really get things going. So um, with that being said, we got to go to our next topic here, our last one of the show. Um, by the way, Derek Rose is playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard, I heard that in a rumor. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. I, I saw he had a dunk the other night. It was sweet. Oh, man. It was weird. Say what you, say what anyone can say what they will about Derrick Rose, and I totally get it. That he is probably very much what we call washed. He's so washed. It's not even funny. Yeah. I will always, <laughs> always want him to be good. I will never have a day in my life where I don't want him to succeed. I I want, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I say this often. And I just wish I could go back to his MVP season and kind of enjoy it more. I was just yeah. kind of right. It's kind of like Obama's presidency. Like I wish I, <laughs> I wish I could go back and just kind of enjoy it a little bit more and just not take it for granted every single day of the week. Like, yeah, Derrick Rose is probably the best player in basketball right now. I mean, he's awesome, you know. I, but you know, I mean, we knew what we were doing when we, you know, we drafted him over Beasley. <laughs> yeah. Um. I know, because there's this, like, there's Instagram accounts, like, they're called, like, b-ball and stuff like that, where they'll have, like, old hoops highlights, and literally, like, every day, I think, they'll be like, do you miss this Derek Rose? And I'm like, yeah, and I start crying, because he just has, like, some crazy dunk, or they show highlights from the Celtics playoff series, when he set the rookie scoring record, and it's like... Oh, God, what a game. Yeah. Best game of his career, right there. Exactly. His, in his first season. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's good or not. Yeah. So, impressing and depressing, we're gonna get to it. I am happy to start here. Thanks, buddy. Um, cool. I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers because I know that their streak ended last night, but things are coming together for the Blazers. Oh, by the way, I don't think people really realize this. Damian Lillard's really good at basketball. Like, really good. And the Blazers are a team that can make some ruckus in the playoffs. Currently, they are the three seed. So if you're looking at the standings right now for the West, it is Houston, Golden State, Portland, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, San Antonio, Minnesota, Utah. Um... I would say that normally I'd be kind of nervous for the Blazers for a series with San Antonio, but with this whole Kawhi drama and this, and I know the Spurs are on a four-game win streak right now. Um, I am starting to think that this Spurs run might be coming to an end. It's possible. Possible. It's very possible. We don't really know what's going on with this Kawhi drama. Yeah, it's not fun. Like, it's not fun at all. I I don't I they're. San Antonio is a very secretive team. I don't. You hear like these strange rumblings. Um, so I don't. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't want to think about it. Me neither. What about you, man? What's got you up? What's got me up? Well, I'll go ahead and say that uh, Indiana has has me up right now. Um, they have been playing pretty phenomenal. Obviously, they're basically uh, <clears throat> just a, a half game behind Cleveland. Yeah. In these standings, I never thought in a million years uh, we'd be saying that they're doing as well as they are. And I think I think Indiana, the the coaching staff is probably just as baffled. Yeah. <laughs> so in management, I think they're probably all a little baffled by it. Uh, we tried to tank, and then Old Depot got really good. Yeah, I mean, and now they have to build around Old Depot, and you you sign him, and you you keep him, and. You know, you build around him and 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 Miles Turner. So it's uh, you know, I I really you know I love what they're doing this year. So and uh, we're definitely gonna be going to a playoff game, aren't we, man? Oh, for sure. Whether it be Philly, Washington, or Cleveland, I will be. I will go to a game for sure. Okay. I was. I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it's Philly, man. God, that'd be so much fun. I'm banking on a Philly. 
a Philly series. You're banking on the hiccups right now is what it sounds like. Uh, yep, I got those two. <laughs> That's all right. So in our depressing, um, one, I want to say that last time we did this, I made fun of Pittsburgh head coach Kevin Stallings for going 0-16 in the ACC, and then he got fired the next day. So, ha, 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 that was weird. I didn't mean to do that, but it's funny. <laughs> um, depressing, man. I'm going to go with, let me see here. I'm going to go with the Clippers because you know why, Sean? Because they're why finally you... coming down to earth of how bad they really are. So, 37-33 is not bad. That's not a terrible record by any means. No, no. 19 and a half games out of first in the East, two games out of the eighth spot where, the eight, where that crazy, crazy Western Conference stacked. But this team has lost four in a row. I think they definitely overachieved since the Blake Superior trade. Um, yeah. Which, you know, by the way, the Pistons have won two in a row. Come on now. Ooh. Everyone look out. Ooh. Um, look out. You know, the Clippers have a lot of fun players. Um, obviously, you know, Lou Will's super fun to watch Tobias Harris is a blast and I'm gonna, I've actually enjoyed him being there but I just am I allowed to say this am I going to call off as a jerk and saying that I, I, I don't want a world where Doc Rivers is an NBA coach anymore uh no I understand I understand I get it but you know it's it's probably going to happen mm-hmm. it's going to happen one of these days yeah What's got you? Probably, so, pro- probably sooner or later. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, like, I think Steve Ballmer is just kind of like, I think he's just throwing stuff on a wall to see what sticks at this point. Like, the whole Blake Griffin story is the funniest shit in the world to me, where he's like, we had this fake ceremony, we had right, this jersey in the rafters, and we said you're going to be a clipper for life, and then we signed him to a long-term deal, and then four months later, we trade his ass. <laughs> Oh man, I do think uh, I do think he will have his his jersey retired. I did too. The Clippers, and I I think Chris him and Paul Chris Paul probably yeah. they sh- I think they both should be retired probably simultaneously um, for the the contributions that they did for getting them out of the hole. So did you say the hole or the hall? Their, their their sad racist hole that they were all living in and in, in, in L.A. Clipper land. Did you say the hall? So. Because I know Chris Paul has a thing about halls at the Staples Center. Oh well. No, I didn't say hall. I said I said hole. Hall. Hole. Hall. Okay. Okay. Sure. You want to know what's got me down? I do. What's depressing me? Yeah. Minnesota. I know. And they're they're in serious danger of not making the playoffs, and I they cannot be. I I, I remember like maybe four seasons ago, maybe five seasons ago. When Kevin Love was still in the Timberwolves, Kurt Rambis was coaching Dark Days, and I was like, this is it. They're going to make it this year. They are going to make the playoffs this year. I made bold statements about it to everyone I knew. I started buying Minnesota Timberwolves merchandise. I, I went all in, and they did not make the playoffs at all. And finally, they have a team where, uh, you know, they're basically built to to play in the playoffs, uh, banking on some young talent and a uh, a man by the name of Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy's out. We don't do we do we know when Jimmy's coming back? God, I hope soon. I hope soon too. Like he needs to get back. Like now, he is the heart and soul of that team. I mean, Cat can only do so much. I mean, he's a magical man, but you know. But I am I am I am really sad at the prospect of them missing the playoffs. Me too. And and it's it's a possibility. I mean. Honestly, Denver is just two and a half games behind them, and Utah is one half game behind them. So it's, uh, you know, they need to put their foot down. They have, uh, I think, ten more games left in the season, Mm -hmm. and they need to win, like, seven of those. Probably eight. You talk about a team you probably don't want to see in the first round of the playoffs. I do not want to see the Utah Jazz if I am the Rockets or the Warriors in the first round. No, no, you don't. So, and that's what these teams are playing for. I mean, I mean, Minnesota still has a shot to to go up even higher. I mean, they're only they're only a half game behind the Spurs and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and let me tell you something. Minnesota wants OKC. They want them bad. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so fun. They want them bad. I think there's a rivalry there. They've had some amazing games this season. So I uh, I I just I really want to see them play each other. So I don't really care about. I'm, I'm glad New Orleans is still 
by God, I, I'm so glad that they are still in the in the hunt this year, even with Demarcus Cousins out, because you know AD's been playing out of his freaking mind. Yeah, he's not a human being. No, he's not. We knew it. He was. We knew he wasn't of Earth when he came in the league. So, uh, but you know, I, this is all going to be fun in games until you know they move that that bird team to to Seattle. So can we like can we in a couple weeks maybe next week can we do like our all our top ten non human being NBA players? Yeah, is LeBron gonna be all ten or? Um, he'd probably be one, two, and three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Kevin Durant cool. will be in there because he's an alien. Okay. Yeah, he is. And, he is. You know, Anthony Davis, obviously. Let's not spoil it for the people. Sam Cassell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, okay. So. Okay. But yes, your point of the Minnesota Timberwolves and buying their merchandise and everything, that's going to be me with the Memphis Tigers next year. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um, if, if they have, like, Welcome Back Penny t-shirts, I'm sure I'll buy one. Sure. Yeah. They'll have them. Uh, Someone's going to make one. Yeah. I just hope, if not, you should. If it's Oh, dude, I just got a genius idea for Nike. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We re-release Little Penny in Memphis Tiger gear. Okay. And we do, like, the doll. We do t-shirts. You know, we just bring it back. We do another Little Penny campaign in Memphis Tiger gear. Okay. You down? Yeah. You down? I, I'm down. Because we're at the point now where those kids that go to Memphis are going to be like, who the hell's Little Penny? So... Yeah, I think we I think we need to talk to Nike about this. Yeah, they need, we need to send an email. Carbon copy forty eight minutes on this. Nike, you listening? I hope they are. Yeah, they probably just want us to close the show out because we're at fifty minutes now, don't they? Probably. Okay. So with that being said, this is forty eight minutes brought to you by forty eight minutes network where you can check us out on Twitter at forty eight n t w r k. That's network without the vowels. You can check us out on Instagram at forty eight network. That one does have the vowels. Um, we are on Facebook at 48 Minutes Basketball, I believe it's called. I totally forgot, and I made the page, so I probably need to get that right for next episode. I, Alex always does this. Uh, but, you know, with this, you know, like I said, check out Court Stormers as we're getting stuff going. We're getting a lot of content up throughout the NCAA tournament, and we gave you all the wrong picks on your brackets, obviously, because these brackets are madness. But keep an eye out. Things are, getting, things are coming up. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming up um, as far as different projects as well. So... On behalf of Sean, on behalf of Alex, my name is Tim Daniel. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and also giving us a five-star review. What? You didn't? You should. All right. Take it easy, everyone.